Broadcasting from the unknown regions in a galaxy far, far away, MRC Tech presents The Last Podcast. Episode 11, everyone, and welcome to The Last Podcast. I am your host, Sean, and it is October 13th on this beautiful recording night, and welcome to the podcast. If you're new or if you're returning, you are appreciated, and we would appreciate your support for the podcast, for the stream for the Lego builds, for anything that MRC Tech provides in terms of content. Head on over to mrctechllc.com backslash become a fan and you can become part of something great. Speaking of things that are pretty cool, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out some of the live streaming with Link's Awakening, head on over to my Twitch account, my Mixer account, the YouTube account, whichever you like to watch videos on, and check out MRC Tech for all the latest Link's Awakening streams. New stream incoming as October 31st is approaching, and Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming close, so that could be the next game that I stream, so make sure you check that out. We would really appreciate that. So here is what's on the agenda for episode 11. We're going to start off with our hyperspace spot and learn a lesson. As we travel through the galaxy, we're going to check out our HoloNet highlights, which includes some topics featuring the future of Star Wars in the book realm, Mandalorian updates, lots of toy articles, comic book updates and some miscellaneous stories to cap off the Holonet highlights. We're going to add in a new segment called The Resistance Report, which will have some live audio and live commentary with a recap from StarWars.com that will sort of tie in uh, all that is Resistance Season 2. We'll move on to That's No Moon, It's a Breakdown, Rogue One Part 3, and then we're going to sort of combo in Ship's Log and the final approach into one segment as I don't want to make this show go on too long, so we'll sort of keep it to our normal length to the best of our ability, but that's what's to expect in Episode 11. Just a little program note, I am recording on a night that the voice isn't at its fullest capacity, so I apologize in advance for the crankiness that is the voice, but let's get pumped up for episode 11 as I calculate the route to hyperspace. Let me just click a button here, do some math there, and hmm, uh, I think we got it. Ready? Punch it!
In our hyperspace spot for episode 11, I'd like to cover a lesson from the Star Wars saga. And that lesson is sacrifice and the selfless. Again and again, characters sacrifice their happiness and their own lives in service to the greater good. Lessons from the Star Wars Saga is a series exploring powerful themes in Star Wars. For more than 40 years, the epic adventures in a galaxy far, far away have also been significant explorations of the human experience in our own universe. Near the beginning of Star Wars Rebels, Ezra Bridger asks Hera Syndulla a simple question. Why should I risk my life for people I don't know? Over and over again throughout Star Wars storytelling, characters put their safety and even their lives on the line for their friends and family, and sometimes complete strangers in their fight against evil. For Hera, who has seen the aftermath of the Clone Wars and the rise of the tyrannical empire, the, the answer is clear. If all you do is fight for your own life, then your life is worth nothing. And the wisdom not only sets the tone for Ezra's journey, it pervades key moments in countless Star Wars stories. Ray and Finn, Jyn Erso and Ezra Bridger, even Luke Skywalker himself start out on their jerseys, start out on their journeys untethered. But after joining the rebellion, the resistance, or finding a connection among the crew of a ship like the Ghost, they discover something bigger than themselves that's worth fighting for. In some instances, these heroes put the survival of their friends, crewmates, and ultimately the cause above their own. Vice Admiral Holdo knew that her choice to stay on the Radis during the evacuation to Crate would be a fatal one. But she also knew protecting the last shred of the Resistance and the spark of hope they represented depended on it. Holdo's next move, jumping the Radis to lightspeed directly into the Supremacy, saved even more Rebel lives after their transport started taking fire at the expense of her own. Holdo and countless other Rebel Alliance and Resistance fighters over the years gave their lives in battle without hesitation or fanfare because they believed they were fighting on the right side, that their choices and sacrifices would matter, and that if enough individuals joined them in their cause, they would make the galaxy a better place by standing together against tyranny. Self-sacrifice, however, isn't always a life-or-death decision. When Shmi Skywalker allows Qui-Gon Jinn to take Anakin to Coruscant, to pursue a better life and be trained as a Jedi, she isn't just saying goodbye to her son. She's letting go of the most meaningful relationship she has and a source of happiness in a bleak life of enslavement on Tatooine. Shmi isn't making the decision to help the Jedi Order. She's doing it to save her son from a life of servitude. It's a brave and sad decision for a woman who doesn't have the luxury of making many choices in her own life. The Jedi Order itself demands many acts of self-sacrifice and service to the greater good. Like most Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi was brought to the temple at a young age to begin his training. An age too young to even know or remember the family he was born to. Throughout the years, Kenobi rejected personal attachments, including the strong feelings he had for the Duchess of Mandalore, Satine Cries, to stay true to the principles of the Jedi Order. After Order 66 all but destroyed the Jedi, Kenobi continued to live by the principles of the Order and protected the Son of Skywalker in the hopes that he'd one day help restore balance, patiently waiting until the time was right to train Luke in the ways of the Force. 
Repeatedly throughout his life, Kenobi's actions were driven not by his desires, but his belief in serving the larger cause he felt the Jedi represented. And ultimately, he gave his life so Luke and his friends could escape from the Death Star and live to fight another day. We all want to believe in something bigger than ourselves, to belong to a family, blood or found, to be part of something more important than the sum of our own lives. Star Wars stories are filled with the selfless acts of courage and bravery that are the heart and soul of many individual journeys, as well as the saga itself. A lovely article written by Amy Richu, Richow, uh, who's a lifelong Star Wars geek. You can find her at Amy Richow and more on her fangirl blog. Now, why do I bring this up? Because it's definitely a fluff piece for sure. It's nothing that we didn't know or it's a nice reminder of the stories uh, that we all know. For me... Looking at the themes of Star Wars is an important part of the process. We have to remember that these are stories and that these stories have meanings and they mean different things for different people. For me, when Luke throws his lightsaber away in Return of the Jedi because he's refusing to fight was so passion, like it was a passionate experience and it was like, what is he doing? He has the chance to take this guy down, but he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Or when, you know, uh, Han comes back in the original Star Wars. Like, no one knew he was going to do that, but he ends up coming back, and, he, you know, the Millennium Falcon could have died at that point. You know, it could have been blown up, and that would have been sacrificing in the selfless. So there's echoes of these themes in every storyline we have. Now, whether they are used too much or too little, I'm not going to comment on that, but I just like to bring these little tidbits up. And when you have a nice, you know, lesson that we can learn from the Star Wars, you know, saga, then I think we should at least talk about it. So a little bit of a fluff piece in our hyperspace spot, but something as a reminder as we make our way closer to the rise of Skywalker and the conclusion of our original storyline, the Star Wars universe is going to make it through this, right? So as we create a positive environment for our Star Wars community, we will continue enjoying as fans the Star Wars galaxy, the Star Wars universe, and the future of Star Wars will last well beyond our years. If you watched the latest The Star Wars show on YouTube, you would have seen Kevin Smith give a nice interview uh, with Anthony Carboni and how he said, you know, our children's children will know of Star Wars because it's never going away. And that's a really cool thing to think about as we move forward. But as we disengage the hyperdrive, we're going to pull back from the hyperspace spot. So hopefully you enjoyed this little lesson from the Star Wars saga of sacrifice and the selfless. As always, the last podcast cannot exist without the support of the We Pod Squad. Greg and Sam of We Podcast and We Know Things puts out an episode every Friday like maniacs all on pop culture, nerdy news, games, comics, and anything that interests them. 
including their trivia, which is never-ending, so it seems. The Ion Ryan Show debuts every other Tuesday opposite of the last podcast, and his topics run from AEW and wrestling all the way to the things in life that please him. So make sure you listen to the We Pod Squad as we have varying topics that might just pique your interest. Make sure you follow We Podcast and We Know Things on Instagram, Ion Ryan on Instagram, and the MRC Tech on Instagram. The Holland Highlights is a collection of articles and newsworthy stories found around the galaxy. Leading us off in the topic of books and comics featured from New York Comic Con, Project Luminous teased, I believe, at San Diego Comic Con, details and more revealed at the Lucasfilm Publishing Panel. Lucasfilm Publishing creative director Michael Siglane offered a glimpse into the future of Star Wars books and comics today at New York Comic Con, and it has us more excited than an Ewok on a speeder bike. Hosting a panel that included some of the biggest Star Wars authors and comic book writers in our galaxy, Siglane revealed new titles and significantly teased the mysterious Project Luminous. While little is known about Project Luminous, Siglane showed a slide that stated... The Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things until Project Luminous 2020. Whoa. He also confirmed the involvement of five all-star authors. Claudia Gray, great. Justina Ireland, great. Daniel Jose Older, great. Caven Scott, great. And Charles Soule, great. I've read lots of stuff from them, and that's sort of Excellent. Siglane also announced the involvement of various publishers, including Disney Lucasfilm Press, Del Rey, IDW Publishing, and Marvel. Whatever Project Luminous is, it sounds big. Among the big reveals of books and comics are the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy, very excited for that, by Timothy Zahn, the Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker novelization, Instant Buy, and many more. See below for a first look at covers and interiors unveiled at the panel, and be sure to read StarWars.com's exclusive interview with Charles Soule about his relaunch of Marvel's flagship Star Wars series, which was announced today. So, wait a second, let's break this down a little bit. The Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things until... Project Luminous. What does this mean? Are they going to be expanding the lore of the Force? The Force lore? Lore Force? Not sure how that goes adjectivically. Uh, we have the expanded edition of The Rise of Skywalker, which means not all things make the movie, so they often put them into the book. Ray Carson is the author of that uh, expanded edition. So let's see. Uh, female Ray Carson. She has written many a um, thing. Uh, she is from Oakland, California, and she's 46 years old. So that is a pretty big responsibility for Miss Carson. So... Good luck. The junior novel is going to be written by uh, Michael Kog or Kagi or Koji, uh, which is cool. I did get the junior novel for The Last Jedi because I just wanted to see what the difference was. And then you have little other books like Using the Force and uh, Clone Wars stuff. Uh, something I'm a little excited about is Dark Legends by George Mann, which is a not a direct sequel, but it has something to do with the Myths and Fables book, so that should be very interesting. We have the 
uh, continuation of the Star Wars comics, which I'll get to a little bit later on. Of course, we have the Rise of Kylo Ren, which looks to be fantastic, written by Charles Soule. Uh, Shadow Fall, an Alphabet Squadron novel. Man, I can't get through Alphabet Squadron. I gotta get re-pumped up for that. Uh, but it's just one of those things. So, uh, Lucasfilm also announced Darth Vader number one by Greg Pak and the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy by Timothy Zahn. And so, oh man, oh man, we got some stuff coming out in Star Wars land, and I couldn't be more excited. Speaking of the comic world, Marvel's Star Wars comic to relaunch with writers Charles Soule. Charles Soule is about to embark on a dream job to answer some of the burning questions he's had since he was a young fan growing up idolizing Luke Skywalker. For example, how did Luke go from being a miserable dude with his hand cut off to being the blacked uniform bad A who waltzes into Jabba's palace with his hood up, he asks. As announced today at the publishing panel at New York Comic Con, next year Soule who wrote Lando, Poe Dameron, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, will help relaunch Marvel's flagship Star Wars comic to explore the uncharted waters between Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars Return of the Jedi. The first cover, with art by R.B. Silver, as seen above, was also released. This actually literally is uncharted territory. I don't think any books cover between ESB and Return of the Jedi. Along the way, Saul hopes to expand on some of the stories left untold during that period. How does the Rebellion go from this ragtag scattered group that lost at Hoth to the hugely mobilized massive fleet that takes on Death Star 2? And before our heroes reconnect on Tatooine, how is the mission to save Han planned, he wonders. The idea that I get to leap into answering some of those questions, it's not just an incredible opportunity, it's a responsibility. And one soul doesn't take lightly. So much happens in the Empire, and then everyone seems to be in this totally different reset place at the beginning of Jedi. Soul, who takes the helm of the flagship series in January, sat down with StarWars.com to talk about his hopes for the series and the lessons he's learned from exploring the rise of Darth Vader in Marvel's Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. Excellent comic. And heroes of Black Squadron in Marvel's Poe Dameron. Although he's mum on specific plot points, Saul says the series will likely start off very dark. And it should be dark because we're coming up from an arguably one of the darkest endings of the whole saga and you have to honor that. It starts from a place where all of our heroes are very demoralized. It's not necessarily a story about a villain, which is what Darth Vader was. It's a story about heroes who have to pull themselves together and that's a cool story to tell. Check out art from the first few pages below with pencils by Jesus Saez. Then read on for more insights from the writer so the pictures I'll sort of describe them oh it's just a little scene of Vader chopping Luke's hand off and it is in full color what this is absolutely wild that is crazy oh my gosh what happened to that lightsaber we need to know the secrets will we find out in the Rise of Skywalker I don't know Moving on, the evolution of Luke and Leia continuing into the comic realm. When the current run of Marvel's Star Wars originally launched in 2015, the series elaborated on the period between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, helping to shape events and key characters from the saga. Through the new series, Soul hopes to expand on vignettes and side stories that showed these same heroes and villains involved from the down-and-out rebels who were fleeing from defeat at the end of Empire to the return of the fully formed Rebel Alliance. Saul has been thinking about these what-ifs since he was a child. 
I don't think that there's too much that would survive from my childhood headcanon, he says with a laugh. But the spirit of wouldn't it be awesome if, question mark, that idea is very much alive. Soul says he's excited to get a chance to return to writing Lando Calrissian, the subject of his comic miniseries Lando. At the end of Empire, he's not really a good guy. He betrayed everybody and sort of came around at the end. Now, Soul can explore how he managed to gain the Rebellion's trust and ascend its ranks. How did he go from there to being a general who, who led the Falcon into Death Star 2? There's also a chance the new series could revisit Lando's friend Lobot. There's a deleted scene from Empire where you see Lobot getting captured by the Empire in Cloud City. He was part of the story, so he's in Imperial hands now, and who knows what he might know and what and what things might happen. And although Han won't figure in prominently, Han's not it. I mean, he's in it, but he's like a Hansicle, soul jokes. His absence will be felt through Luke and Leia as they grapple with their own decisions. His presence is very much felt by most of the characters and the choices they're making. There's a lot of thought about Han. They'll also have their own distinct arcs, with Luke's soul plans to dig into the emotional turmoil of both Luke's physical maiming and his confusion over the chilling realization that Darth Vader claims to be his father. What is Luke going to do with that? Because as far as he knows, the person he sort of revered and thought of as his father figure, Obi-Wan Kenobi, told him, well, Darth Vader killed your father, and now he's hearing this other thing from the person that presumably has every reason to lie to him. But he's searching his feelings, and there's a resonance there. A Star Wars Forces of Destiny short already explored how Leia procured her Bosch disguise with a little help from Chewbacca and Maz Kanata. But beyond that, Soul says he hopes to look at the character's approach to her own responsibilities toward the greater cause. She has, she had an extremely personal moment at the end of Empire Strikes Back with Han. I love you, I know, he says. And she knows that she's extremely capable and she could probably go rescue him and save him. At the same time, the Rebellion is in a place where they need their leaders and they need figureheads, Soul says. She's extremely important as a survivor of Alderaan, as Bail Organa's daughter, and all the other things that she represents. But she's not necessarily the one who is commanding the fleet. Lessons from a Sith Lord. Soul will incorporate some of the lessons he gleaned through his recent work on the Poe Dameron and Darth Vader series. With the former, Soul earned the chops to tackle the broad scope of the new Star Wars story, incorporating a multitude of characters and side plots. It's hard because it's essentially a team book, Soul says. You have to serve every character. You just want to make sure that everybody from R2 to Chewie to Dexter Jetster gets their due. And although Vader will once again make an appearance, the Sith Lord is at a vastly different point in this story, whereas Soul's Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith series explored the events immediately following Vader's transformation into the amalgam of man and machine, literally picking up as he lurched to his feet. The Vader who made the startling revelation to his son Luke Skywalker during the duel on Bespin is more refined and far more menacing. He's more of a nightmare that's out there, Soul says. This is something I learned along the way. Vader should talk as little as possible because the more he talks, the less frightening he is. Much like when he's introduced in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, a silent killing machine merciless, mercilessly cutting down rebels with his red blade. There's no discussion to be had. There's no reasoning with him. And of course, the Empire itself with will loom large. The Empire has struck back and they are very much ascendant at this point, and the Rebellion is back on its heels. They've lost allies, they've lost material, they've lost ships, they've lost people. 
And what are they going to do? I guess you'll have to read the series. <sighs> all I all I imagine is week after week, four dollars down the tube as I start collecting what is sounding like a refreshing look at Star Wars in a realm that has yet to be explored. And with Charles soul at the helm, there is just nothing but good that can come from this. I cannot highly recommend his work enough. Uh, I just, I'm just so excited that we get these stories over and over. And, and they're going to be new and they're going to be interesting. And some are going to stink. And some are going to be really good. But Disney uh, with Lucasfilm and comics and Marvel, they're pushing at these stories in a way that it's going to keep us entertained for many, many months to come. Hopefully you check them out with me and, and you also check out Reading the Stars. So I'm sure my series, actually this is great news for the podcast because Reading the Stars will have material moving forward. Let's move on to the TV series called The Mandalorian. I don't know if you've heard about this, but we are one month out from the debut of Disney Plus and the first episode of The Mandalorian. So the other articles that I just read from were all from StarWars.com, but this one comes from Cinema Blend, and I sort of just wanted to read this very short article on why the Mandalorian is using IG-11 instead of IG-88. Because I think several fans were super excited that there was that killing machine droid in the trailer. And everybody was like, oh my god, IG-88. And then the creators were like, but it's IG-11. So let's see why. The Star Wars franchise has such a long history that brand new characters are often met with a questionable raising of the eyebrows, but it's admittedly tiresome to reuse the same characters over again, so it's no surprise that after the new Disney Plus series The Mandalorian opted to tease fans with the familiar character of IG-88, the loyal droid who is at Boba Fett's side, it was revealed that Thor Ragnarok director Taiki Watiti would actually be voicing the new droid character IG-11. Executive producer Dave Filoni, who also directed the first two episodes of The Mandalorian, wanted to stray away from familiar IG-88, though. The droid has a long history with the franchise, though largely within the expanded universe, which is no longer considered canon. Basically, Filoni didn't want to revive old characters for, for this all-new story. Filoni says, for me, working on Star Wars so long, I tend to like to lean towards creation of new characters. I love and respect the old characters and the classic characters, and sometimes I think maybe I'm a bit too reverent with these things, but I like areas that are undefined now, like my experience creating Ahsoka in a space that was fairly well-defined between two films, and yet we were able to land and add a variable piece to the story in the prequels that didn't take away from any of Anakin or Obi-Wan's arc. He makes a good point about new characters. Fans often grumble with hope that a familiar face or droid in this case will appear in an unfamiliar new series or movie. But Ahsoka is an example of why new characters are so important in a long-running franchise. 
They breathe new life into the world of Star Wars and work to expand the universe in surprising ways. Plus, Filoni didn't want an overlap. New characters come with no strings attached, so no one has to worry about whether they're screwing up the mythos that came before. Filoni says, So a droid like IG-88, if you know the expanded universe and the Star Wars history, there are a lot of stories around him or what might have happened to that particular droid. So out of respect for people that have been with this franchise a long time, it's like, well, if we do do if we do something with this space, would that be contradicting those stories? So it's better just to say, well, there's other droids. It's not like it was a unique assassin droid, and then we have a little more free range. I mean, people forget an empire. You never even see him walk or take a step. The prop was actually bolted to the floor, so just giving him feet was something new and original. Dave Filoni truly believes in the Mandalorian, claiming that the show is unique because the title character is just a survivor and he's just trying to find his way, his, find his way on a day-to-day -day basis. He isn't part of the Resistance, nor does he have any close ties to the Jedi or First Order. He's simply an ordinary-ish character of the galaxy trying to make a living for himself, and that is reason enough to watch. For me, I like tying back stories to familiar characters. I don't mind exploring new characters, although it's sort of a cop-out that he didn't want to do work, you know, in terms of, like, researching. It would have been a great callback to the EU in terms of creating his history, uh, IG-88's history, through the EU and acknowledging all the work that went into the EU. Although I have to admit, and you probably know this if you're continuing to listen or if you're new... I didn't really delve into the EU. I am very unfamiliar with that territory, and I don't plan on becoming familiar with the territory. There's so much content out there. I want to focus in on the present, on the now, so I can you know, gain the insight and information that I want. I'm not going to go backwards to gain any insight. But, you know, from a free-range sort, like I understand what he's saying. You, you don't have any restrictions when you create a new character. So I guess we'll see how IG-11 plays out in The Mandalorian. So we're running a little long on Holonet, so let's fly through the next few articles as fast as we can. This is going to have everything to do with toys. Let's start off with lightsabers. So I got a little bit more insight on the $300 Kylo Ren Force FX lightsaber. Basically... It's got 80 LEDs. It's got, obviously, movie-inspired sound effects. The, 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 the make of the lightsaber is very realistic, but it has an interesting effect called the tip-drag effect, which makes it look like you're slicing through something. So for $300, you can 100% be like Kylo Ren and have a temper tantrum in your own basement. Boom. Moving on to an, a cheaper variant of a lightsaber, but this is a $30 lightsaber that has you press a record button and the toy lightsaber will play it back so you can have fart noises and strange bird noises or dog noises as part of your lightsaber sound effect so that's pretty cool i might even get that for the for the daughter here so thirty dollars for that lightsaber and finally we have hasbro unleashing the next generation of star wars figures so just a brief 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 uh, recap of this we have the rise of skywalker kylo ren the carbonized sith trooper the black series ray with the photo reel scan looks pretty good the mandalorian both regular and carbonized very cool a lot of my friends in the sinister six group 
on Facebook, went out hunting on Triple Force Friday, and that was super, super cool to watch. I even went to the Disney store, took a photo of a few figures in the, you know, a few figures on the shelf, sent it out, and someone was like, oh my God, can you grab that Cal Kestis for me? And I said, absolutely. So I picked it up. We connected. His name's Sean. I'm Sean. Shout out to Sean on the Sinister Six group if you do uh, listen. And then, uh, you know, I got myself quite a few Lego toys over the Triple Force Friday. You can definitely check out. I did a full live reveal. Go over on the YouTube page, MRC Tech, for all of that coolness that you'll find there. But the toys are just so cool and uh, looking forward to building the new Lego Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker sets. So that's going to be sweet. And then in our final two articles, and it's just so cool, and I can't afford these at all. It's the Garmin Legacy Saga Star Wars smartwatches which one is a Ray-themed and one is a uh, Empire-themed, and they retail for $3.99, and it's just beautiful. The face is 40 millimeters, and the watch can last up to seven days in smartwatch mode. Both of the devices feature GPS built-in, plus a host of additional sensors and features. Each has its own dedicated Garmin Connect app experience with swappable-themed watch faces, avatars, and more and i'm sure that they can do a bevy of other things but uh, the apple iwatch is a dominating uh technological wonder and i just can't for the life of me invest in a garmin smartwatch star wars watch i just can't do it i'm waiting for my pixel series watch to come out but that is a pretty cool little thing you should definitely check out the Garmin Darth Vader Legacy Saga Series and the Garmin Ray Legacy Saga Series watches over at buy.garmin.com. And that about does it for the Hollow Net highlights. As we are zooming through the galaxy, we're going to check in on the Resistance Report in the next segment. <laughs> Star Wars Resistance Season 2 debuted on October 6th, 2019. We're going to give it a watch. First time watch will be live recorded. We're going to see if we can get some reactions to it. We're not going to keep the entire clip of audio, but sort of uh, saunter our way through when cool things happen. So without further ado, let's get going. All right. Star Wars Resistance Season 2. Love the artwork. Weird pelican things. Oh, TIE Fighters down. Cool. If you cannot secure the Colossus for the First Order, then destroy it, fail, and I will see to your execution personally. Whoa. Boy, yikes. Welcome aboard, Miss Revora. We look forward to hearing all about your friends. Mm. The stakes are high as the splash screen comes across. We're back. Makes no sense that that Colossus can do hyperspace as 
aerodynamics makes Nico. no sense. How close do you I'm just happy the Colossus made the jump in one piece. Oh, thank you. took a big hit from that destroyer responsible for us being in this situation. Remember, Kaz, I was the one who invited the First Order onto the platform. I mean, things escalated so quickly. The First Order went from being nothing to destroying the center of the Republic. I, mm -hmm. I don't even know if my parents mm -hmm. survived it. Mm -hmm. You made a hard choice. No, no, they didn't, unless they were off-planet, actually off-galaxy. And that's what wow. it takes in times like these. Keep forgetting that this is happening concurrently with uh, Force Awakens and, and I hope my Last daughter Jedi or now. you or anyone would never have to again. But I guess the galaxy doesn't learn enough from its mistakes. To navigate our journey ahead, I've reopened the command deck. Ooh! Wow! Very cool. The hyperdrive is out of coaxium fuel, preventing us from making another jump. With this vessel being as old as it is, coaxium? I we survived good that reference, jump at all. Good reference, good reference to Solo. As near as I can tell, we're about three parsecs from the car. <gasps> Not bad, Niku. Hey, at least we're close. And there's a resistance base hidden on that planet. Kaz, you are certain the resistance base is actually there? Absolutely. I heard it's it from General Logana herself. It's not going to be there. Well, that's good enough for me. They're going to get there send a after the, the first car. order. See if we can decimate the resistance. Not going to happen. Long-range communications are non-functional. Right? The first order's already hunting us down. All the more reason we have to get to the car. Uh oh. Ah! What's happening? What is happening? <laughs> the artificial gravity system is malfunctioning. What? You've never been in zero G before? Wonderful. <laughs> Eager? You won't regret it. Oh, come on. I'm okay. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on him. Kaz, do you know anything about I fixing we were, gravity we were getting past this foolishness that Kaz is falling down steps. Drives of the me kinds of things crazy. Me, Niku, and Tam worked on all the time. Watch your head, right? dummy. I mean, how hard can... Yeah, well, he's probably still freaked out from the attack. Maybe he's shell-shocked. <laughs> Very good, Fair. Kasura. Now, can we fix the gravity generator? Okay, okay. Uh-oh. Up there with everyone right now. With the gravity off, they gotta be miserable. <laughs> Big Air, one zero G special coming up. <laughs> hilarious. Won't be so tall. Love this, this scene. This is hilarious. I got, I got it. It is certainly taking CB a long time to get the transmitter back online. On it. Man. Love this concept of. The, gra the, the gravity is cool. Uh oh, see ya. Oh no, now just turn it on and off. It's bad. Now we're not getting power to the induction coils. It should be working. Uh, Tam, can you hand me the fusion spanner? I will. Oh. Even though you know that might put your friends in jeopardy. They're not my friends anymore. Ooh. I've made my choice. Good. Very good. 
report to the quartermaster and pick up your uniform, Cadet Pilot DT-533. Okay, Tam. First order. first order droid. First order droid. I think we might be in trouble. It's probably transmitting. Oh, that's we'll be right back to Star Wars Resistance on Disney XD. Yeah, good one. Good one. Good one. I'm all in on this episode right now. This is good. Obviously, CB is going to save the day. It's just a matter of time. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. I mean, they jettisoned the droid. The droid... Like, Let's get that gravity turned back on. Won't die Guys? until it runs out of Guys? battery. Guys, are you alive? Wouldn't know if she got it or if the signal got intercepted. It's way too dangerous. I think I have to. She's my Dumb friend. Dumb move. I Bad move, Kaz. I'm surprised by Tam. I mean, we all know that she's going to turn on them eventually. The First Order, I mean. Very good. I, okay. So we've got an excellent, excellent episode, in my opinion. Um, God, why do they have to make Kaz so stupid? Sorry, he's so silly. Why, he needs to grow up. I thought he was going to be different this season and so far. He has fallen on his face and hit his head and screamed and screamed and screamed. And why does he need to do that? Okay, Ven over. All right, so let's see. Overall thoughts of episode one. Colossus escaping. Uh, infiltration. I really thought Tam was, you know, it, she's definitely convinced she's going to be in the First Order. Uh, we got Doza, you know, laying out the, the plan. We got systems failure. So far, so good. I'm really enjoying it. Hopefully you're enjoying it too. This was obviously an abbreviated version of this. I'm not going to play it back. I'm actually editing uh, some of it out. So uh, make sure you check out Resistance Season Two, Episode One. It was uh, it was it was good. Into the Unknown, it's called, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so this is a good start to Season Two of Resistance. So uh, until next time, uh, this new segment of. The live breakdowns of Resistance Season 2. Episode 2 of Resistance. Let's get started in our live commentary session. Here we go. You hear about the new TS-7s? They'll be out next cycle. Eh. I prefer the VE series. Much more powerful, in my opinion. 
somehow get this message. I want you to know. I made She's a thinking about mistake. them. I lied to you about who I am and why I came to the Colossus. Is that Kaz? Uh-oh. Rockin! Don't sneak up on me like that, you little creeper. What are you thinking, Tam? If they found out you're withholding that comm link, do you know what they do to you? You've got to turn that in. And I suppose you'll turn me in if I don't? I'd have to. Your friends lied to you. Kaz, Yeager, they used you. You were their cover story. Kaz kept you in the dark about being a spy and put you in danger every single day. <sighs> so, what are you going to do? Oh boy. Conflict. Internal conflict. Are you serious? No more drinks? You guys are running low on everything. Yes, it seems with the current rate of consumption, the entire platform will soon run out of all of our essential needs. Food, water, gorgs. Mmm, gorgs. Not good. Even fuel. It's turning into a real problem. You contacted her, didn't you? I sent her a message to see if she's okay. Please don't tell anyone, Sonara. I better get to command. Kaz, if it is Tam, can you still trust her? I trusted you. Didn't I? That's a good point there, ma'am. Don't forget. Yeager, where's the transmission coming from? No idea. A secured frequency. You better answer before we lose the signal. Father? Oh. Father! What? You're alive! You, you survived the attack on Osnium Prime! Kasuda, my son. Thank goodness you're safe. Are you all right? I'm fine, Father. How are you? D did the rest of the family make it? Yes. We were off world when the attack happened. Ooh. Your mother and I have been trying to contact you for days, Kasuda. The galaxy is officially at war. I know. We're meeting with the resistance on Dakar. You should join us. No, Cass. Get as far away from Dakar as you can. I can't do that, Father. People are counting on me. You have no idea what you've gotten yourself into. The First Order identified you. You put the whole family in danger. There are bounty hunters who might be coming... Father? Oh, man. Father! Heavy, Father! Heavy stuff. Mendoza, we are approaching the Dakar system. Can't we, Commander Pyre? Oh, boy. Immediately. Damn. With the double cross. You are dismissed, 533. Thank you, sir. Area for life signs. Oh, they're at the car. What? I am not getting a response from the resistance base. Just static. Whatever happened, it looks like they put up a fight. And not that long ago either. Oh, there's like shrapnel of ships and stuff in the gravitational in. pull. Holy moly. Commander Dameron, please respond. Commander Dameron? General Organa? Are you there? Anyone, please respond. I think we're too late, Cass. No. Well, that's right. It's the no, it's, it's gone. Dreadnought the battle. Base. I forgot. Oh, my it's goodness. Been wiped out. Yes, it has. Wow. Whoa. Yo. What? See? Uh, the show's got me hooked already. 
awesome, awesome connections to The Last Jedi immediately. What are they going to do? Colossus Cass, just this piling through the battle. shrapnel. There's nobody left down there. But if I know Poe, I bet he and Leia are on the other side of the galaxy by now. We do not have the ability to jump anywhere. Remember? So how are we going to find Coaxium in the middle of nowhere? Well, what about what's left of that huge First Order ship? The if there's any power, I bet there's Coaxium to salvage. That's actually a good idea. They'll jump at the chance to help us out. No problem. No. <laughs> I hope this isn't a waste of my time, Tierney. Thank you, Agent Tierney. The animation in this season is really good. Confused as CD how it's breathable. Is running low. Fair. You better hurry. Never mind. We go this way. Follow <laughs> me. Eh, eh, follow him. Okay, can can we unlock it? It appears that these locks are very sophisticated. Well, I don't do sophisticated. I'd rather do fast. Who knows when the first order will arrive? Bro, oh, they're on their way. Oh my gosh. Oh no, they're there. Okay, so, so far, I'm fairly happy with this episode. Commander, I've scanned Kragan's galleon docked inside the Dreadnought. It seems our pirate friends are up to something suspicious. Doza to ace pilots. Scramble yep. your ships. Scramble, the let's go. Order is engaging. Repeat, the First Order is engaging. You both back the castle on stop! You gotta put muscle into it! Fire on that wreckage. Oh, man. Yes. Too close. Okay, let's get out of here. Let's go. What are you waiting for? Blast that debris apart and get in firing range of the Colossus. They're just blowing holes in that dreadnought. This is wild. Not one ace was in danger of being blown up. He's got 360ing, that's awesome. Take her in gently, that was pretty rad landing. Ah, you, you call that gentle? The Colossus as a ship, once again, doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. It's like a Star Destroyer. Up, you know, upside down. Work your magic. Not upside down. Vertical. That's awesome. All the ships coming in. Again, Quaxium going back to the solo movie. Good stuff. Go, go, go. 
Good to go, Doza. 4D, get us out of here. Yes, Captain. Hyperspace jump initiated. I'm assuming... Only lost them temporarily. Yeah. Your help has been invaluable. I'm assuming they're going to be tracked through hyperspace since that technology exists, unless that's I'm only sure on that the supremacy. I am sure that you will notify us if Kazuda tries to reach out to you again. Of course. She will quickly become expendable. Truth. No. It is to our advantage to keep Tamara as she is. Also makes sense. She is key to finding the Colossus. Maybe. Hmm. Let's take a wild Kaz. guess at how the First Order knew we Better would be here, Cass. Better come here. It couldn't have anything to do with the message you sent to Tam, could it? That would mean Tam gave us up. And I refuse to believe she would do that. Well, you're an idiot. As do I. Well, I wouldn't be too sure. Okay. Well, episode two, excellent, excellent there, Joppy. Uh, let's see, we got, you know, they get to, I was, I'm shocked they got to Dakar in episode two and there's nothing left. There's just shrapnel and the dreadnoughts there and it's so cool to see it connected with The Last Jedi. But, oh God, the pirates fighting in the bar. And again, they have to set up an environment, whatever. But uh, I thought the pirates were unnecessary-ish in this in terms of being silly. Kaz is definitely putting too much faith into Tamara. We definitely see some conflict in Tamara for sure. Sonara is sort of that, you know, you better watch your back. Uh, Captain Pyre, menacing as ever. Uh, the female First Order officer, I forget what her name is, Tyranny, I guess. Uh, we, we got some good stuff going on. Uh, the Colossus took some major, major damage. And we were able to sort of see the aftermath of the car. So very good episode of Resistance. So that has been your Resistance report for episodes one and two. Look at him, he's heading for that small moon. That's no moon. It's a breakdown. Oh yeah, welcome to That's No Moon, It's a Breakdown, Rogue One, Part 3, I'm excited, this is a heck of an episode we have going on, and it continues into this segment, thanks for sticking with me throughout the time, just to sort of rehash Parts 1 and Parts 2 of Rogue One, we're sort of meeting all of these new characters that we've never met before outside of Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, Saul Guerrero, if you watched uh, Clone Wars, and this mix of characters is coming together for a common goal. So as we sort of settle into this movie, uh, we are at the 37-minute mark, so we're going to try to get to the hour 7-minute mark of this flick, and by golly, we are going to be taking care of business today. So welcome to Rogue One, Part 3. Okay, we're <clears throat> back on Jeddah here, 
and the Star Destroyer is powering up, which is a really cool scene. Sorry, let me, I always got to remember to turn that, turn down the audio. Interesting tidbit from the uh, book version of Rogue One. They put out an order, which is basically an evacuation order. And they left stormtroopers behind, like that were out on missions that couldn't make it back in time. So essentially, you know, the reason why they recalled the Star Destroyer is because they're going to fire on Jeddah. Like that's the whole plan behind it. But we didn't know that in the movie. We just thought it was leaving. So our friends are taken back to Saul Guerrero's encampment here. Full of interesting characters and all that stuff. <clears throat> As always, Star Wars bringing in the creepy and the crawly and the interesting as it comes to aliens and all that good stuff. So we're getting a feel for the grittiness of this movie, this guerrilla warfare, as they would say. So many cool costumes that we don't even get to see because it's in shadow, it's in darkness. Jyn Erso being led, escorted to Saul Guerrero. It bothers him because he knows it's possible. Vase Morbis was once the most devoted guardian of us all. I'm beginning to think the Force and I have different priorities. Labs, Captain. We've been in worse cages than that. So Cassian this is the first for me. working on a lockpick here. There is more than one sort of prison, Captain. I sense that you carry yours wherever you go. <clears throat> Interesting character development there for Cassian. And we have our reunion between Jin and Saul, and such a dynamic scene coming up. Must be quite a surprise. Are we not still friends? The last time I saw you, you gave me a knife and loaded blaster and told me to wait in the bunker till daylight. I knew you were safe. You left me behind. You were already the best soldier in my cadre. I was 16. I was protecting you. You dumped me. You were the daughter of an Imperial science officer. People were starting to figure that out. People who wanted to, to use you as a hostage. And that is sort of the end of Catalyst, or not Catalyst, but Rebel Rising. Mm. It's a trap, isn't it? <laughs> so Saul is a little bit paranoid. Pilot, the message, all of it. Did they? 
send you? Did you come here to kill me? There's not much of me left. The Alliance wants my father. They think he sent you a message about a weapon. I guess they think by sending me, you might actually help them out. Indeed. So what is it that you want? They wanted an introduction, they've got it. I'm out now. The rest of you can do what you want. You care not about the cause. The cause? Seriously? The Alliance, the, the rebels, whatever it is you're calling yourself these days. All it's ever brought me is pain. You can stand to see the Imperial flag rain. It's interesting about the scene and is we get a not only do we get this dynamic between Jin and Saul characters we don't know but when we start to connect it to the bigger world the world that we know of the Luke Skywalker world we realize how desperate the alliance is when we see them you know because Rogue One really happens moments before A New Hope which we'll get to but we cut to the Death Star and it's Tarkin and Karenic. And they're bickering is hilarious. All Imperial forces have been evacuated, and I stand ready to destroy the entire moon. That won't be necessary. We need a statement, not a manifesto. The Holy City will be enough for today. Target Jetta City. Prepare single reactor ignition. Krennic is so whiny. He's just so whiny. Mm. Who's the one in the next cell? What? Where? An imperial pilot. I'm gonna kill him. Pilot? No, 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 wait, look at this. All of our characters coming together. So remember, he's suffering the effects of Borgalet, the weird squid-like force-sensitive creature. I was sent. This scene, oh my goodness, breaks my heart. So, if you are watching this, then perhaps there's a chance to save the Alliance. Perhaps there's a chance to explain myself, and though I don't dare hope for too much, a chance for Jen, if she's alive, if you can possibly find her, to let her know that my love for her has never faded, and how desperately I've missed her. Just a juxtaposition between the message and the weapon he helped build is wow. 
When I was taken, I faced some bitter truths. I was told that soon enough Krennic would have you as well. As time went by, I knew that you were either dead or so well hidden that he would never find you. I knew if I refused to work, if I took my own life, it would only be a matter of time before Krennic realized he no longer needed me to complete the project. So I did the one thing nobody expected. I lied. I learned to lie. I played the part of a beaten man resigned to the sanctuary of his work. I made myself indispensable, and all the while, I laid the groundwork for my revenge. We call it the Death Star. There is no better name, and the day is coming soon when it will be unleashed. I've placed a weakness deep within the system, a flaw so small and powerful they will never find it. But Jin, Jin, if you're listening, my beloved, so much of my life has been wasted. I try to think of you only in the moments when I'm strong because of the pain of not having you with me, your mother, our family. The pain of that loss is so overwhelming, I risk failing even now. It's just so hard not to think of you. Think of where you are. So sad. Some people... Well, but Death Star so, eclipsing the sun you, is that's the incredible. That's the place I've laid my trap. It's well hidden and unstable. One blast to any part of it will destroy the entire station. Oh, You'll need the plans. my gosh, Jetta just blew up. Oh, my goodness. So some people were like, oh my god, shoehorning this. I'm good with him laying a trap. And I'm even better because in the, in the book Catalyst, it actually goes through... Catalyst? Yeah, I think in Catalyst, there's sections of him sort of like... Maybe Catalyst or Rogue One novel, not sure. But, you know, people are trying to escape now. But, like, he's he's delaying the project and ordering these parts and wanting to put a vent in and wanting to do this and sort of setting this up for like exactly what he wanted so that's really cool to see again if you read the books this whole movie changes a little bit but hey what are you gonna do there you are i'm standing by as you requested although there's a problem on the horizon there's no horizon locate our position bring that ship in here now where are you going i gotta find Jin. Get the pilot. We need him. All right. I'll get the pilot. Uh-oh. Yes. Cheer it, my man. Pilot. No, no, no. Let's go. So now, like, the mantle is curling up on itself. So sad. But also, oh man, people are boogieing. Okay. The cinematography in this movie is outstanding. Oh, it's beautiful. 
Krennic. Also, kind of a D-bag. U-Wing coming in for a quick transport pickup. out of there. The mantle is coming upon them like the wave of a tidal storm. And Saul Guerrero is no more. End of a good character. Good arc. hyperspace out of there in such a beautiful horrifying scene of the surface of Jeddah jettisoning out into the atmosphere sending a ripple of fear throughout the galaxy I believe I owe you an apology Director Krennic your work exceeds all expectations You'll tell the Emperor as much. I will tell him that his patience with your misadventures has been rewarded with a weapon that will bring a swift end to the rebellion. And that that was only an inkling of its destructive potential. I will tell him that I will be taking control over the weapon I oh. first spoke of years ago, effective immediately. Oh. Politics. Stand here amidst my achievement, not yours! I'm afraid the recent security breaches have laid bare your inadequacies as a military director. The breaches have been filled. Jeddah has been silenced. You think this pilot acted alone? He was dispatched from the installation on Edu. Ooh, ooh. Galen Erso's facility. I want to see about this. Coded message from Captain Andor, sir. Weapon confirmed. Jeddah destroyed. Mission target located on Edu. Please advise. Destroyed. Like, they don't even know what to think of this. It makes no sense. They cannot process... Proceed. ...the idea of a planet. Him, my you know, they stand. think the planet's destroyed, but... Jeez. ...with haste and keep to the plan. We have no idea what he's building for the Empire. We have to kill Galen Erso while we have the chance. Please tell me all of it, the whole city, 
tell me? All of it. Every person, every vendor, every child on Jeddah destroyed. Understood. Set course for Edo. Setting course for Edo. Is that where my father is? I think so. Is he who Galen's daughter? You know him. I am a Bodhi, a pilot. You brought the message? Yes. Your father. He said I could get right by myself. He said I could make it right if I was brave enough to listen to wars in my heart. Guess it was too late. It wasn't too late. Seems pretty late to me. No. We can beat the people who did this. My father's message. I've seen it. They call it the Death Star. Mm. But they have no idea. There's a way to defeat it. You're wrong about my father. He did build it. Because he knew they'd do it without him. My father made a choice. He sacrificed himself for the rebellion. He's rigged a trap inside it. That's why he sent you, to bring that message. Where is it? Where is the message? It was a hologram. You have that message, right? And thus the conflict so is... It's her word against his, and what do you do? What do you do? You don't believe me. I'm not the one you gotta convince. I believe her. Well, that's good. That's good to know. <laughs> what kind of trap? You said your father made a trap. The reactor. He's placed a weakness there. He's been hiding it for years. He said, if you can blow the reactor, the module, the whole system goes down. We need to send word to the Alliance. I've done that. They have to know there's a way to destroy this thing. They have to go to Scarif to get the plans. I can't risk sending that. We're in the heart of the Imperial territory. Then we'll find him and bring him back. Then he can tell them himself. Of course, Jin, what you don't know is that Cassian is ordered to kill him. Again, we have the scale of the Death Star and it makes... Again, we don't get this scale in the original movies. I mean, we kind of do, but just seeing it again in a HD-ish way is awesome. We have our major characters converging toward Eadu, Imperial Kyber Refinery. So after this, like, long, longish scene of talking, we are, are you sure this is back to action. There's a 26% chance of failure. How much further? I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I never really come this way, but we're close. We're close, I know that. Well, now there's a 35% chance of I failure. I don't want to know. Thank you. I understand. <laughs> Love K2SO. Now, put it down now. The wind. Really looking, right really looking forward to the Cassian K2SO series. It's going to be good, I know it is. Ship's going down. 
cinematography. Excellent on the wing of the U-Wing. From a camera's perspective, very cool. Try them again. I am, sir. We... The signal's gone dead. Squadron up. Target Edu. And we have the Alliance targeting Edu with X-Wings and Y-Wings and all that, and they don't know that they're alive, so how is this going to play out? And it's raining. Yeah, where is it? It's just over that ridge. That's a shuttle depot straight ahead of us. You are sure of that? Yes. I have to hope there's still an Imperial ship left to steal. Here's what we're doing. Hopefully the storm keeps up and keeps us hidden down here. Bodhi, you're coming with me. We'll go up the ridge and check it out. I'm coming with you. No, your father's message. We can't risk it. You're the messenger. That's ridiculous. We all got the message. Everyone here knows it. One blast to the reactor module and the whole system hmm. goes down. That's how you said it. The whole system goes down. Get to work fixing our comms. All I want to do right now is get a handle on what we're up against. So we're going to go up very small and very careful of the rise and see what's what. Let's get out of here. Cassian's like a little, uh, a little anxious here, right? He's a little attitude. He looked like a killer. No. He has the face of a friend. Who are you talking about? Captain Andor. Why do you ask that? What, what do you mean, does he look like a killer? The Force moves darkly near a creature that's about to kill. His weapon was in the sniper configuration. Mm. K2SO with a tattle. No, 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 no. We've got to go up. Can't see much from down there. X-Wings launching. Four X-Wings, two Y-Wings. To be precise. They're trying to be uh, sneaky, but they have lights on their helmets. Makes no sense. It's fine. I'll be right behind you. Come on. This is an interesting part of how quickly Jyn Erso gets from where she's at to the platform. It's like, what? It's a long way, that's what I'm saying. One of the scenes that I would say probably doesn't need to be there. A little too much K2SO, but that's okay. You see Erso out there? We've come too far. 
patience, my friend. How did Jin get there so fast? Climbing up, unbelievable. That's him. That's him, Galen. In the dog suit. Get back down there and find us a ride out of here. Well, what are you doing? You heard me. You said we came up here just to have a look. I'm here. I'm looking. Go. Hurry! Excellent news, Galen. The battle station is complete. You must be very proud. Proud as I can be, Trinic. Gather your engineers. I have an announcement. Betrayed the Empire. One of you Not good. conspired with a pilot to send messages to the rebellion. And I urge that traitor step forward. So Cassian clearly has a shot this whole time. Choosing not to take it, or maybe he doesn't feel right. Death troopers have stepped up. Very well, I'll consider it a group effort then. Ready? It was me! It was me! I'm shocked the Death Troopers didn't light them up. But we got some conflict. Cassian on the, the gun. They have nothing to do with it. Spare them. He's got the shot. He's got the look. But something's telling him, don't do it. Fire! Death Troopers killed the Engineers, his closest friends. A backhanded slap to Galen Urso and Krennic. Once How again, proves to be a crumb. Let me share with you some details. Great move by Jin. Hilarious. And Stormtrooper didn't stand a chance. Love this tune. Dun, 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 dun. Cassian. Cassian, can you hear me? I'm here. You got it working. Affirmative, yes. Although we have a problem. There's an Alliance squadron approaching. Clear the area. No, 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 no! Tell them to hold off! Get in that platform! Jedha. Saw Guerrero, his band of fanatics. Their holy city. The last reminder of the Jedi. Gone. You'll never win. 
Now, where have I heard that before? Relay from Captain Andor. General. Captain Andor requesting a delay on squadron support. Alliance forces on site, please confirm. Get the squadron leader on. Get him on now. They're already engaged. Uh-oh. We are in for a flurry of action. X-Wings, Y-Wings, coming in hot. Proton torpedoes, lighten up. Oh, stormtroopers. No. Yeah, despite Shkrennik's whiny nature, he does not, like, falter under pressure being attacked. Fighters in the air. Boom. Cheer it. Oh my gosh, this scene's amazing. This little staff turns into like a power bow. And he snipes a TIE fighter. You can see. Snipes a TIE fighter. No plot armor here. Snipes a TIE fighter that flies right into the aerial assault cannon and the X-Wings escape. So how perfect. Krennic escapes. He's assuming everyone is dead. Which they might as well be. Cool scene of like an engine actually making an impact on people in the real world, so that's nice. Hasn't seen him for nearly 14 years and immediately calls him Papa. Jim. Stop us. Papa. I've seen your message. The hologram. I've seen it. It must be destroyed. I know. I know. We will. imagine someone the last thing they say is I've got so no. much to tell you. Ugh. Papa, come on. Boom, Cassian protecting Jin. Listen. He's gone. 
Bees Malbus with the scattering of shots. You can see the team is coming together. They're experiencing hardship. They're making it happen. And now they're escaping. Bodie Rook taking out Stormtroopers. Okay, we're going to kind of end there. We're at the hour 10 minute mark. And wow, what exciting stuff in this part. We've got Jetta being exploded. Exploded. We've we've got the conflicts between Tarkin and Krennic. We've got conflicts between Cassian and the Alliance and and Orders and Jin and Galen and Krennic and Galen and then the bombs hit. People don't know what's happening. And you just have this, this, the middle of the movie, this act two, which is just ramping up into this finale. We've got an hour left of this movie, maybe even less. And I just, like for me, I know I was, I was all in on this movie. I know it's a lot of character development, but you know, if we can just accept that these characters are together, that they are one uh, unit working toward a similar goal, this middle part where they've experienced this destruction of Jeddah, that, that traumatic experience, and then into Eidu, immediately into a different mission, and now the escape, and then as we'll pick up in part four, the aftermath of that escape, and then moving into, you know, the Battle of Scarif. But that concludes this week's That's No, no That's No Moon. It's a breakdown, part three, and I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did, and hopefully... Yeah, join us in a couple weeks for part four of Rogue One, A Breakdown. As we're bringing our ship on its final approach, we're going to combine a segment with Ship's Log, a new segment started last episode. And our focus today in the Star Wars data bank will be two locations that we just experienced in Rogue One, Jeddah, and Eidu. So let's start with Jeddah. I'm just going to read the small description that it has. Jeddah is a small desert moon frosted by a permanent winter. What? Jeddah is home to one of the first civilizations to explore the nature of the Force. At one time, a world important to the Jedi Order, Jeddah serves as a holy site for pilgrims from across the galaxy who seek spiritual guidance. Now the Empire occupies Jeddah, and a prolonged battle between Imperial forces and scattered rebels carries on in the time-worn streets. So this isn't exactly uh, up-to-date to the comics, but the climate is cold, and in fact, Jeddah still exists um, in this databank, uh, so it hasn't yet been exploded by the Death Star. Uh, moving on to Eadu. It is a rugged planet in the Outer Rim's Bariz sector. Eadu is known, to the extent it's known at all, for its rain and native nerf herders. Few suspect, few suspect the planet is home to a top-secret laboratory 
where Imperial scientists working for the Tarkin Initiative seek to unlock the secrets of Kyber crystals and perfect a terrifying weapon. So there you have it. You have your data bank, you have your final approach, and you have your little background into the locations that we just saw. And that's No Moon, It's a Breakdown, Part 3 of Rogue One. As we finish up episode 11, I do realize that I did not put out anything for comms chatter this time around. Uh, that is my bad. We had a long week, and I need to actually put a calendar reminder in to set up comms chatter for episode 12. I just I had a brain fart, and that's what happens when you are juggling many a thing. So we will be back at with comms chatter in the next episode and why don't i leave it open to the listeners to ask some questions concerning some star wars or to just give your thoughts on any star wars topic that you feel that is relevant it can be legends it can be canon books movies comics what say you let's learn together send me a question send me a comment send me an audio clip whatever you have uh, to my email or through DM on Instagram or if you want a video chat we can do that as well but I look forward to your insight as we move forward in episode 12 well folks that about wraps up episode 11 of the last podcast I hope you enjoyed this episode it ran a little long but I hope it was worth your time as always, if you can support the podcast, go on over to mrctechllc.com backslash become a fan. Hit the donate button and donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, whatever you feel that is comfortable. And I would really appreciate that. Make sure you follow the We Pod Squad, Greg and Sam's We Podcast, and We Know Things, and Ryan's The Ion Ryan Show has a slew of information for you to listen to. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. We podcast and we know things. Ion Ryan and MRC and the MRC Tech. So make sure you like, subscribe, follow, leave a review. And if you liked what you hear, we'll see you next Tuesday for episode 12. And as they say in a galaxy far, far away, may the force be with you. MRC Tech presents The Last Podcast, copyrighted 2019, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music credits to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Music by 
chillhop.com. Star Wars covers featured by Unicorn Studios and Pandemic on YouTube. This has been the last podcast. Visit the website www.mrctechllc.com for more information.